Van Tate. Brendan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. Well, that's great. I will I mean, say today was not super dream worthy, if I'm 100% honest, because I had to be at the high school really early this morning because we were on an AB day. And so I was there at a time that I don't like to even know exists, if I'm honest. So, ugh. but other than that, I'm great. I'm great. That's unfortunate because the truth is dreams are supposed to be lived, right? Exactly. That's 100% I mean, the truth. Yes. So we might as well do it. Right. Amen. And, Amen, and brother. If, Amen. And if we're not living the dream, then let's change our dream to what we're living. No, I mean, that doesn't work. I don't think that's the right answer, Dan. <laughs> All right. Well, today we have a super exciting guest. We have Paige, who is the current reigning Miss Harriman in the Miss America organization. And Dan and I were just chatting with her before we went live. And, and both of us are a little intimidated because she has a really sparkly crown on. And it feels like we have to, like, bow when we see her. Right? At least show the proffered proper deference right i don't know what deference means but yes whatever that means i'm sure it's right we should do that <laughs> all right should we bring her in let's do uh, here she comes hi Paige. hi everybody this is Paige. Paige welsh she is the current reigning miss harriman Paige, thank you so much for joining us today so excited to be here. I've never done anything like this before, so I'm I'm excited to do this. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh gosh, that's that's the hardest question I ever get, right? That's how I start off every interview, everything. I'm like, oh no, what about me? What is there to me? <laughs> um so I work full-time as a property manager for three different apartment complexes in Salt Lake City. Um I'm a dog mom. I have the cutest little puppy dachshund. We just celebrated his first birthday on Sunday. Um, yeah, I've been doing pageants for three years now, which is crazy. Um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2019. So I'm an MS warrior. Um, that's part of a big impact of who I am and what I do. So yeah, it's just a little about me. Okay. Well, that's a lot of information and I love it. Let's, let's dive in then. So the question that I think anybody watching, well, that's not true. I don't know about anybody, but I have this question. Why do you do pageants? Pageants for me, starting off, I was just like everybody else. I'm like, I don't, that's not for me. I'm not about the sparkly crowns, the gowns, all that good stuff. And I actually watched Miss Utah before COVID when Dijana was crowned. Um, I was backstage watching the girls um, run their evening gown. And I got to hear the social impact initiatives and that changed it for me. There was a lot more than what meets the eye with pageants. And that's when I completely dove in and it's something that I wanted to do. I felt like I had a message to share. Um, and then watching Dijana and listening to her message, um, that really inspired me. And I just kept going through COVID and all that craziness. And here we are. <laughs> why, so why did, why, why did you keep going? Like, 
I think one of the things that's so interesting about pageants is you learn more about them is sometimes you lose, right? Like that's the truth. Sometimes you lose. Why did you keep going? Like what, after you lost, what, why is the crown so important to you that you had to keep going? It wasn't necessarily the crown. It was what the crown, the opportunities the crown gave you. For me, I had a message that needed to be shared and I wanted to serve my community. And I got really close with council members, um, people within the community, because I took first attendant two years in a row, um, which obviously is kind of hard. It can be devastating, but I took it as a learning opportunity to really advance what I knew about the community um, in order for me to achieve and make the most of my time when I were to get crowned, if I were to get crowned. Um, so that's really what kept me going was just the thought of that I had a message that needed to be shared with the world and I wanted to serve my community. Um, like I said, it's not about the crown, it's about the opportunities that the organization gives you. So you you brought up something that, that made me wonder and that I'm I'm really difficult at phrasing my questions in a in a concise way. So I will do my very best. Okay. But you talked about how like you took first attendant two years in a row. And, and that you learn from that by getting more involved with the community and things like that. So what changed? What did you learn? I learned um, with the community, I was able to see where the gaps were. Um, I've changed my social impact every year that I competed. Um, it all kind of ties together, but I was more able to identify what we needed to do within the community to achieve these goals. Um, so for me, that was what I got to see. I got to see what was really going on with my community rather than coming in and just being like, here's what I think we should do. I really got to see what we needed. Um, and I got to meet council members. Um, one of the current city council members, Teddy Hodges, him and I share a connection with my social impact um, and with what he believes. And so I've teamed up with him and we've done some research and we have some um, awesome things coming. Nothing set in stone yet, so I don't want to say too much, but we have been in communications about our community and what we think it needs. So when you talk about your community, obviously you mean Harriman because you yeah. are Miss Harriman. <laughs> so tell us about your social uh, initiative, um, your social impact, and what you're doing in Harriman and how it can also translate into the state. Definitely. So my social impact is Mind Your Body, Defeating the Statistics of Mental and Physical Health. Um, with the pandemic going on, it has increased dramatically mental and physical health, and they play a hand-in-hand -hand role with each other. So I think it's very important that we really dive in deep for both of them. Um, for me, in my community, I want to make sure it's known and that we can talk about these things um, and that there are resources. I really want to be able to dive deep and provide resources for my community. Um, with that being said, I am teaming up with different organizations. Um, I'm working on being a board member for Mascot Miracles. Um, I, like I said, I'm in the works with city council members and all this amazing things. So I don't want to say too much until I get everything set in stone. Um, but really my biggest thing is just defeating the statistics. And I want to start right here in Harriman. Um, once we start with Harriman, I really want to take that to a state level. Um, maybe even the Miss America level, hopefully one day. Um, and I really just want to make sure that we are defeating these statistics and changing how we view these and making it known that it's okay to talk about mental and physical health and that it's okay to ask for help. And I feel like we're scared because we're in this pandemic and I feel like we've forgotten that that's also a big part of what makes us healthy and happy. So, 
Okay, so you're talking you're talking a lot about the process and Miss Utah and Miss America and, and all those things, which is really great. But but my question, I think, and this is a question that I've heard a lot in my life as I've mm -hmm. been in different pageant systems is why why are you Miss America? I mean, why what's the what is the point for you to get that far? What are you going to do that's going to change Miss America for the better or 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 represent America in general? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I picked the Miss America program because it's the biggest organization to provide young women with scholarships. Um, it's the biggest organization to provide women with a voice and a platform to really reach out and talk to them, talk to other people and make sure everybody's known. Um, so for me, that's why I picked the Miss America program. I think having that goal to get that high just shows you how prepared you can be, what you can achieve as a woman um, in this industry. Um, educational goals, it's providing scholarships. It's not just a beauty pageant. It really is getting to know the person in their brains. And I think achieving and wanting to go just that much farther in the organization really shows um, the women and how they really want to be represented. I feel like Dan's going to ask something, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, so so I had a, a, a thing, but we kind of moved on from it. So because um, so first of all, I love the discussion about mental health. Um, mm -hmm. I think physical health. I think we forget about it sometimes. Um, mental health, it feels like there's just we, we shouldn't talk about it ever. I yeah. mean, I avoid talking about physical health because I don't like to exercise. Um, <laughs> but but mental health. It, it, I grew up in a generation where you just didn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. and there was a negative stigma around it. So um, what, what do you think? I mean, I don't, and I'm not, I, I recognize that you're not like a, a doctor or anything, <laughs> but, but what, what do you think the, the walls are that we need to bring down to talk about mental health issues? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, for me, I think starting young, I think starting with children and letting them know that it's okay to talk to adults or tell somebody that you don't feel like your best self, that you're having negative thoughts or that you're really sad. Um, I think starting it at a young age and making it normal for them. So that way growing up, they can keep that habit. Um, as far as people who have already adults or high schoolers, teens, stuff like that, I think that opening up that conversation and giving them a platform to really dive deep and talk to somebody and making it normal. That way they can now pass down those habits to future generations. Um, I Normalizing it is a big part of defeating it. Not necessarily normalizing it, but normalizing the conversation about it. Um, we have Teddy Hodges and I talk about how males, men, oftentimes do get faced in front of that wall where they feel like they absolutely cannot talk about it. And that's something that we really want to bring down. Um, and it's actually statistically proven that males are have higher depression rates. They have higher suicide rates. Um, and that's something that I feel like speaks for itself. The statistics alone speak for the, that number and that caliber and how extreme that is. And that's something that I really want to bring out and show people that this is a huge statistic and it needs to change. Um, so let's normalize and let's make it aware that men can go and help and that it's okay to go and have these conversations. How will, how will you know if, sorry, I feel like I'm like jiving right in, but I, how will you know if your, if your year as Miss Harriman was a success with your platform or your social impact? 
I think success is defined in many different ways. I feel like if one person comes up to me and says, you have changed my life and you have made me realize that I do need to go talk to somebody, I've already changed the t statistic by one person. And that one person will keep changing that statistics for others. Um, so I think just by having the one person or a group of people or being able to reach out and express and provide these resources gives me the successful year that I've wanted. You mentioned that you uh, were diagnosed with MS, and I'd, I'd like to know more about how that affected not only your your social impact, but also your talent. I happen to know that you're a ballerina and you're working very hard on that talent. I'd like to know more about how MS sort of changed who you are and what you do for the pageant or in general. Yeah. Um, I actually got asked in one of my interviews, what's your favorite part about yourself? And I said, my MS, I was, it's something that's very personal. It's my own journey. And it's something that has changed my life, um, for the better, actually, um, preparing for Miss Harriman, Miss Utah, all of that. My MS has made me want to push that much harder. Um, being a dancer, I was terrified, absolutely terrified when I got diagnosed because Obviously, I've, I Googled it, which is not something that you should be doing after you get a new diagnosis, but um, what the internet had to say about MS was not anything that I was prepared for in my life, especially being diagnosed at 19. Um, so it made me want to work that much harder. I actually was diagnosed a week before one of my performances. I was on a dance company called Junction Dance Co. Um, I was diagnosed the week before. I went through steroid treatments, got my vision and my limbs working again, and then I was out on stage. And I think that really boosted my mental health, which goes into my social impact. Because um, after I was diagnosed, I didn't want to leave my bed. I didn't want to go out and dance. I didn't want to do anything. My life just felt like it was over. And I don't want anybody to feel like that, especially after a big diagnosis. Um, because there are different things that we can do to help our mental health and different resources that we can go to. And for me, dance was my biggest thing. That's what got me through my depression after I was diagnosed. Um, so that played a big part in my social impact. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't had any issues. I just keep dancing and working hard and everything's going great with my treatment. So it's all good news. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to understand the timeline. Um, were you already competing in the pageant before your diagnosis? No. So I was diagnosed the summer of 2019, and my first pageant was November of 2019. So actually, on my way home from one of my treatments, the week after I got diagnosed, was Miss Utah. And that's when I ended up seeing Dejana and all of them. So that, so, that played along. Then did your did your battle with your diagnosis and all of that, did that play a part in your deciding to to do the pageant to to do that? I it did, just because I again I felt like I had this message that I had to share. Um I went through something very big, a very big milestone in my life. Um and it it was hard and I wanted to be there and I wanted to express to my community and to others that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to express those things. But I want to also be able to help them provide these solutions. So sitting in the audience and listening to these 
young women talk about something they're passionate about made me realize that I really wanted to um, pursue this. So, Moving on a little from that, I want to know what you, what your goals in life are. Oh my God, this is a big question. Um, my five-year goal right now is to open up my own medical salon. I have my master medical aesthetics license. Um, and I've been trying to open up my own business for a while now. It's expensive and I want to do it the right way and I want to do it um, the smart way. So I've been saving up and trying to um, make decisions. The other day, somebody told me that every decision I make should be getting me to this goal. And whether it's, whether I go out to sleep that day, whether I save this money, whether just everything I do should be working towards this goal. Um, but in my life, I really, my end goal is to be happy and to feel like I've left a purpose and a service in my life. And um, I feel like I'm doing good so far. <laughs> I love that for you. How long have you, how long have you been doing ballet? I started dancing at the age of two. Um, my mom owned a dance studio and so I did that for a while. Um, I lived in Chicago for a while as well. So that's when I got serious about my training. And then when we moved back to Utah, um, I really decided that this is what I wanted to do. Um, ballet was one of my more favorites, but I do train in all styles. Um, I actually went to LA for a little bit and did music videos for DreamWorks TV, on TV. Um, I went to Carolina to train for a while and for a summer. So I had quite a few different training opportunities. So ballet is not one of my only sources of dance, but it's definitely one of my favorites. So you're currently, sorry, Dad, you're currently preparing for Miss Utah. Miss Utah is coming up this summer mm -hmm. and you'll be competing with 50 or so other young ladies who or young women who are, are vying for the title. And what's the scariest part for you about competing at a state level like that? The scariest part for me, I guess, is just the not knowing. Um, the one portion of the competition that I've always not loved is the onstage question. So for me, it's that one. I love private interview. I love talent. I love evening wear. Um, just the onstage question is what gets me. So it's the not knowing, especially for the onstage question, that's the hardest thing for me. Um, but the pros definitely outweigh the cons. I'm really excited. Um, last year, I got to go to Miss Utah as Miss Rose Canyon, just because COVID and all that crazy stuff happened. And I got to take um, 2019 Miss Harriman, Samantha Barney. I got to take her place at Miss Utah. Um, and I met some of my best friends. My roommate and I are really good friends. Um, she was Miss Murray this past year. Um, she's, we definitely created that bond. All of the Sash sisters are amazing. I haven't had anything, anything bad to say about the organization. It's just a week of fun. Dan, this you is know. your chance to ask about anything you've ever wanted to know about pageants. Like you have an expert here. Find out everything you've ever wanted to know. I, I, I don't have much of a question, more of a comment, I guess. You know, for, for me, um, being part of the theater world, I think most actors um, and actresses would agree that the hardest thing about doing theater is auditioning. Mm -hmm. And when I think about pageants, it's like a never-ending audition. And yeah. that scares the heck out of me. Like, 
every time I see you, I'm auditioning again, over and over again for a full week. Ha ha ha. Props to anybody who does that because I have a hard time standing up in front of people and saying, I'm I'm literally asking you to judge me is an incredibly vulnerable thing to do. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you manage that? It's a great it is a great a point, Dan. Is how do you manage yourself every day you're you're representing something and being judged? Like and and if we're honest, I think maybe pageant girls are judged a little bit harsher than other people are at times. For sure. Um, I was one of those people that judged pageant girls before I really got to know what it was about in the organization. Um, so I think being judged is, it's obviously hard. Um, I don't have a huge social media following, but our current Miss Utah, Sasha Salone, um, she's TikTok famous. She's has a huge following on Instagram um, and how she handled it is basically what you see is what you get. I'm me, I'm 100% me, I'm 100% genuine. If you don't like something about me, that's completely fine. Um, but what I have to offer is what I'm putting out and I, that's just what it is. And I really like that, I think that's amazing. And so that's what I strive to be. Um, being a representative, I always try to be the best of me, but there's a reason that the judges picked me to represent the Harriman City. They obviously saw that my stage presentation, interview, um, all that was, good and they trusted me to represent for the next year and I really think that says a lot and I appreciate that and I appreciate them taking the time and it's definitely been a learning experience and it is hard to be judged quite a bit but at the end of the day you just have to be yourself and if that's who they want to represent then that's who they get. It's so. a great answer. We have, a, we have a, uh, a question from someone I think you might know, not sure. Uh, what would you say to young kids who look up to you? I would say just be yourself and do exactly what makes you happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, it's not worth your time. And I think that goes a long way. Um, obviously, as dancers, we go through a lot of pain, a lot of torture to get where we want to go. So I say keep going through your dedication. But if at the end of the day, you don't like to dance, then maybe go try theater or try singing. I It's 100% what you want to do with your life. And I think that you have a really big voice and I want people to realize they can use it. Um, and yeah, that's what I would say. That's, a good, that's also a good answer, Paige. <laughs> so you mentioned that the hardest part uh, for you is the onstage question, which I think is hard for all of us. I mean, honestly, I think anybody um, I think all of us are get nervous. I don't know, probably not everyone, but I do when I'm like walking into a place where I'm like, what are they going to ask me? What do, what do I need to know? How do you prep for something like an onstage interview? Um, how I prepped for it is we were just walking with my friends and my family and I'm like, just ask me a question randomly, anything you want to ask me and I want to stand here and present my answer to you. I'm also how I prepared for um my private interview, because it really is and everything you just on stage it's in front of a lot more people <laughs> so that's how i prepared for it i'm also standing in front of a mirror and just watching myself and how i presented the answer helped me a lot because i felt more comfortable with how i answered the question and not having to worry um if, how i look how do i do this um, am i using my hands too much so just preparing like that just simple things um 
Do you think, sorry, Dan, I'm going again. Do you think that there should be, uh, I don't know how to word this either, but should there be a Miss America for, for men? Like is, what is the, how do we celebrate young men growing up and the achievements that they can bring into the world when this organization is so focused on women? Yeah, I think, I definitely believe there would be a route for men. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily be through the Miss America organization. Um, but I believe that there should be a pageant or something to for men to bring their voices and elevate them. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has are passionate about something. Brandon, I know you're very passionate about the performing arts and theater. Um, so I'm sure that you would excel and you'd be very passionate about these things. So I definitely believe that there is a route for men to take on this path. That was just a random question that came to my mind. Dan, you're up. Oh, um, no pressure. Right. See, you 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 struggle with the on stage questions. I I struggle with the on the spot questioning. On the spot questions. <laughs> um. So, what what are the steps? So you've talked you've talked about kind of like. Uh, Miss Harriman and then Miss Utah and are, are there qualifications for each one for those who don't know the steps like in order to be Miss Utah do you have to be like are, are there levels and, and progressions that you have to go through before you can like I can't I can't just I mean I can't but someone can't just walk up and sign up for Miss America right so it does go through um the cities and then we go to the state and then we go to the America level so you have to pre-qualify in a city prelim. So Ms. Harriman qualifies for Miss Utah now. Um, same thing with Riverton. Or we do have um, local titles that we compete in a bunch, such as Miss Greater Salt Lake, Miss Legacy, titles like those. Um, those are all qualifiers for Miss Utah. And then Miss Utah qualifies for Miss America. So it kind of builds up in this little pyramid. <laughs> is Do you think that the competition is harder when you get to those higher levels or is it the same with just different ladies like what what makes it different i definitely think um it gets harder but that's where i felt like i grew um going to miss utah last year i feel like i really was able to grow and better myself in the pageant world and really know what i needed to work on um as far as competing so it does get harder, but it gives you more room for growth. If it was just easy and flatline the whole time, what would be the point of competing? Because you're not growing as a person. You're not learning new things. So I think it does get harder, and it does get better. Now I'm competing with women who have won their cities. And then if you go to America, now you're competing with women who have won their state. And they've won for a reason, so there's so much to learn. I want to know what the hardest question that you've ever been asked in an interview was? Oh, gosh. I think about this a lot. I think about private interviews, like, at midnight going to bed. And I'm like, oh, wow. But there was one question that stands out the most. And it was this past time they asked me, if I were going to win, who would I want to win? And I thought that was a very interesting question. And I already, like, 
the thing I like about the Miss Harriman organization is we get to really create friendships with the other candidates. Um, so once somebody wins, it's not over from there. I have people that I've competed with from 2019 who are still in my corner, who we still support each other. And I think that's amazing. So yeah, I forgot the question. I kind of just went on a rant, but oh yeah. <laughs> so as far as doing that, I really got to think about that and I got to know the girls. And so answering that question was a breeze because I had knew them and I was very confident and I was happy with my answer, so. Please don't share it here. Nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so as we often do in the Miss America organization, we end with a closing statement. Do you wanna give us your closing statement on why Miss America matters to you and your social impact? Yeah, definitely. Um, as always, I just wanna thank you guys and everybody watching for the time to come out and listen to me. Um, I know that's probably not what everybody wants to do is listen about me talk about myself on a Thursday night, but I really appreciate everybody listening. Um, one thing that I really want to just bring home is the Miss America organization is not just a beauty pageant. It's more than the crown. It's the voice that it gives women and the educational opportunities. Um, this year we're celebrating, a sorry, excuse me, a hundred years in the Miss America organization. And I think that just speaks on itself alone. Um, we've had a hundred years of growth, a hundred years of strong women um, with a voice and an opportunity to really speak out. So I want to celebrate that this year. And I'm really happy that I get to be a part of this. Um, and I get to be a part of watching another hundred years and watching all the other women come into this voice and come into this organization and really change um, for themselves, for the community, for America necessarily, right? So I'm really excited that I get to be a part of this. Paige, you're a delight. We just love you. Just love you. Thank you so much for joining us. It really has been interesting to learn more about you and the Miss America organization. Uh, I know for me, I I love the Miss America organization. I always have, but it's always interesting to learn more about why other people do. And so that was really great. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Dan Tate, we did... Yeah. That was, I'm sorry, but she had a crown on the whole time and I was like distracted, right? <laughs> Every once in a while I was like, as she talked, I was like, wow, that's really sparkly. <laughs> She's so great. I wish that I was that accomplished and well-spoken at, at the age that she is, which we didn't even ask her how old she is, but I happen to know how old she is. But like, literally, like, I can't even fathom being as well spoken and ahead of the game as she is and and i think that it says a lot to i think it says a lot about a person to really do what she's doing every every time she competes because it's putting yourself out there as you know like you said auditioning's hard it's the hardest part and she's literally auditioning every day right so. well and and i mentioned this but and then once you win like you audition as you compete but that, but once you win, it, it's pretty much audition all, all the time. time. Yeah, everything that she does, people are holding her on a pedestal, and if you do something that knocks you off that pedestal, it's yeah, good for her. That's what I say. Yeah, good I for her. She's amazing. Uh, next week we have Caitlin Olson, a friend of Opa, who's going to be joining us to chat about life and all the things New Year's and 
playing roles and blah blah blah. So we got lots of great stuff next next week with Caitlin. Fun. Look forward to. And our podcast dropped on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can get all of it there now. I know, right? What a big day for us. Right. We're we're famous with at least five people, Dan. Excellent. I know. I mean, it's got to start somewhere. No, I just want five. I don't want more than five. Five's perfect for me. Too many more and we'll be auditioning every time we're on, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well... Dan, it's been a delight. And as we always say, thank you guys so much for joining us. Go support the arts. Uh, there's lots of arts that need your support right now, whether here at OPA or across the, the state or country. Find arts. Find a place where you can support them because the arts matter and they're very important to so many people in our lives. So that's that. Have a wonderful night, everyone. It's time for the awkward goodbye. Yep. We start but, waving. Bye. I'm waiting bye. for the things bye. to end. And bye. we'll just sit here and talk.